What's happening, people? We are back at it again with the High Bud Tenders podcast. You already know I'm Jarrell, and I've got my road dog, my partner, crying, my main homegirl, Rocky. What's happening with you, Rocky? How you feeling? What's going on, Jarrell? In the house, we have a special guest with us today, Daniel Diaz. Yes, sir. You. A.K.A. Uh, at, in, on Instagram, at Borovitrix, and that's B-O-R-O dot V-I-T-R-I-C-S. Great, hell yeah. Appreciate y'all. What's going on, guys? Man. What's going on, dude? We chilling. I'm I'm happy to have have you here because not only are you one of the uh one of the, the best bud tenders in Vegas, but you also, you know, you do a lot of glass, you know, blowing, making pendants, bongs. Yeah, and you, that's you, problem, yeah. you growing fast. So um yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about that. But for now, like tell the people about yourself, you know, where you're from. How long you been in the game? No doubt. Yeah, man. I was born out in Miami, man, but I was born out. I was brought out here super, super young, right around six months old. So I was raised out here. Mm-hmm. All I've ever known is Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I, like Valley was my high school. All that extra stuff. I've been around. Um, just been in weed game for a long time. I've done the growing. I've done the selling. I've done all that extra black market stuff. Um, now I've been bud tending. Been in, been doing it legally. You can say for. Right about what we've been recreational for f- almost three years now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so right, right around yeah. three years, and yeah, so right around three years. As soon as Rec hit, I got uh, started in the started in uh, dispensaries, and then I've been running that ever since. Nice. And then just recently got into the glass blowing a little bit over a year ago, and that's been a really big passion. Like ever since before being able to actually blow glass, like I've always spent a lot of my own money on it. So <laughs> you have a lot, but you have a lot of like. Um, your background uh, pretty much is in the arts, right? Anyways. Yeah, like I went to college for video game production. Oh, so yeah. I like messing with computers and art and 3D modeling and storyboarding, all that extra stuff. So And you can draw shit. Oh, he yeah, can draw, yeah, he can tattoo. Yeah. He's a jack of all trades. When we yeah. picked him to come on this show, it was a smart move because he could talk about just about anything. Seriously, if you follow him on Instagram, you get to know a lot about him. Absolutely, and that's why, like, um, like I said, I was just like excited you agreed to hop on here with us. Um, so let's let's talk about bud tending, man. How you like that? Uh, I love bud tending. It's, okay, it's a whole other game. It's obviously way different than being able to just sit at home and tell somebody, "Yeah, I got weed. Let me know when you're ready." <laughs> so, like, what is, what is bud tending like? Like for you, like, like for me, it, it depends on the customer. You know what I'm saying? Like, bud tending for me as a whole, it's more about being able to teach somebody and let them know what they're getting into and what they want to know for what they need help with. Mm-hmm. That's actual bud tending. It's way different. But uh, th- there's also the other side of bud tending, which is just like the the, the smiling face. And you just got to be there to be able to sell it. And that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? You got people to come in that just want to see the spectacle and just want the, the quick quick pre-roll or whatever it is. And you, you got to be ready for that. Yeah, good. And those portion. are the ones that hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> those mean, are the ones that hurt. <laughs> honestly, like I always say, it's easier to like to teach people the background history and cannabis than it is to actually teach somebody to properly sell cannabis. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like being doing the growing and being into it for so long, as far as black market goes, I have a lot of family that have ailments and things like that that it helps with. Um, even my son, like he's on a CBD regimen and it helps him immensely. I don't have to pump him full of, you know what I'm saying? Different, just like 
prescribed things that yeah. he just doesn't have to have in the system. It's really good for him. So you were using it for medical reasons or like you had like oh, close definitely. family using it for medical reasons before oh, you even start working at dispensaries. Oh yeah, my father yeah. has arthritis. Uh, years ago, he used to put just stems from my uncle. He would take yeah. all his stems and put it in his uh, ISO bottle mm-hmm. and he would take that and rub his hands with it every morning mm-hmm. and it would help him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's allergic to weed. He can't smoke it. My dad can't smoke it. It's the weirdest fucking thing ever. Mm, he can't smoke it. Or about like eating it or like uh, any other I don't know. He's never done an edible. I've never asked him that. That's a good one. That I've never asked. I don't think he would. It's not his type of thing. Like he's a drinker. You know what I'm saying? He'll smoke cigarettes all day and he'll drink his beer. He's just an old Cuban guy. Like <laughs> my uh, One of my in-laws, Linda's uh, uh, dad, he used to do the same. But um, he used to. But he used to like use the leaves, and I asked him one day, I'm like, "What do you do with the rest of the plant that you grow?" And he's like, "I throw it out." And I'm like, "What?" He threw out the bud and everything. He oh, just shit. kept the leaves. Jeez. Wow, that's crazy. Like, Low and tea. Oh, wow. <laughs> that broke your heart. Oh, that broke my heart. Yes, I was like, next I time if you're gonna imagine. do that, just keep all of that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I had an uncle. He would take the stems and just put it in his tea. Like, I didn't know what the fuck he was doing back then, but I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, was that? Yeah, you, mother, slide in. Yeah. yeah, but that's, that's hella dope. So, like, what are, what are probably, like, the, the downfalls of butt tending? Like, what are some of your, like, uh, downfalls of butt tending again are the people, you know what I'm saying? It's all about environment with butt tending, no matter where you're at, like, whether you see 50 people or 100 people a day, you know what I'm saying? Or thousands, depending on what dispensary you might be at, like. It's, it's all about attitude. You know what I'm saying? You got to treat everybody like they don't know nothing and just, yeah. you know what I'm saying, be willing. Even that's the people that is. think they know everything. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly. the hardest part. That's, and that's the hardest part is dealing with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. have you ever seen uh, the movie Waiting? No. Okay, it's a movie called Waiting. Uh, it's like a, a bar, uh, not bartending. It's like um, like a restaurant movie and everybody are oh, just yeah. like uh, hosts and shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing. Like, they're happy and friend. Then right. as soon as they hit the back door, it's like, God damn, man, you should see what happened, yes. bro. Like, yes. And it's just like that. Like, yeah, as long as you keep the energy right, as long as you, while you're on the floor, like, yeah. you should be straight. Right. You know I mean? but, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> people are the best and worst thing about this, you know what I'm saying? Uh, about get, this whole industry. Get off the floor, vent. Get back, <laughs> put that mask put that, that mask you wear 365 right days a year back on. You and know? sometimes, you know, most of the time, it is genuine, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you get to have those people that really want to learn something, oh, it's cool. that's the yeah. best. That's yeah. dope, because yeah. you can really teach them something. You for can sure. really just sit down with them and be like, look, this is what you need to know. I'm going to write it down for you. Yeah. They, they genuinely accept that. Yeah. Then it's people like, oh, yeah, what's the strongest thing you got, man? And and that's all they want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what's that's the, all it is. <laughs> that's the high CSC you got. And you're like, well... <laughs> You know that that's not the most important thing. Nah, man, what the highest right, Do you do you like, smoke? Do you smoke? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you knew how much I smoke, you go broke, bro. Oh yeah. Good teacher a thing or two for real. that game. For sure. So you also uh you were talking about that you blow glass. Dude, this is amazing to me. Anytime I mean before I got into the cannabis industry, I would have never looked twice at glass. I used to go into shops and I used to buy cones and all kinds of, you know, materials, but I always passed the glass up. I never bought that. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know like what the benefit of, you know, real, real benefits of it were until you actually smoke out of glass and you're like, 
holy cow, this is like the cleanest. It seems to me to be one of the cleanest ways to smoke. I grew yeah. up smoking with white boys. It was the quickest way to smoke. If it wasn't my pop, like, yeah, yeah, I grew up smoking blunts with my pop. And if it wasn't with pop, like, it was with my homeboy Clay. Like, it was, it was he had a bong all the time. So whenever I went to the smoke shop, and I was like, damn, that's a tight bong. I'm going to see if I can get somebody to buy that for me because I was too young for the shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to go into the shops, and I wanted to buy one all the time. But I would be like, hey, how much is that graphics bong? And they'd be like, oh, like 300 And I was young, so I was like, I can't, I can't Never, afford yeah. it. Never, yeah. Can't even afford Never. that piece of glass. I think the most expensive piece of glass I had had up until a few years ago was like 50 bucks. You know what I'm saying? And even then, I was like super proud of it. But no, like once I got into glass, like just the industry of it, before I even started wanting to do like actual glass blowing... It's insane. Like it, it's growing so rapidly and so crazily. Is like so many people are wanting to do it, and then the different states that are adapting to it, and the different countries that are taking on other countries. You know what I'm saying? Like style and methods of blowing glass. It's insane. So different countries have different styles. Oh of yeah, glass. definitely. Oh, shit, I had no idea. Yeah, like if you see like legit like lamp working, like 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 that's what I would do is like yeah. lamp working. Like, what is lamp working? Uh, lamp working is like on a greater scale you know what I'm saying like I do little bongs and like pipes and pendants things yeah. like that and then you see people that do these huge like three foot Mustangs God, and you know what I'm saying these huge vases <laughs> that you would never see anywhere else and it's just like these huge pieces of work that it takes teams of people to be able to build it's insane like just to watch those demos they go for hours just a team of eight to ten people constantly working for one piece it's crazy Oh, I've seen it. I've seen, like, um, there used to be a glass blowing show, uh, and I couldn't remember what net- network it is. It's, pro- it's probably still running, <laughs> to be honest with you. It. And it would be, like, four people. And it's here it is. They these yeah. huge kilns, not small ones. Yeah, yeah, they call them glory like, holes. What? Yes. <laughs> <Holy> yeah. <shit. laughs> so it's, it's just literally, like, a huge hole, bro, that looks like it has lava inside of it. Mm. And it's just a huge mixture of all these different sands and stuff that they hyperheat, and it they dip this huge rod it's just a big metal rod into it and it picks up all the glass they get their gather on there and they start building shit off of that it's crazy one part of that was the emotion because I'll tell you that's probably like when they work on a piece and they've worked on it for hours and hours and you have four people working on one piece which in all honesty I don't think people really put that into a super perspective Mm -hmm. but think about that and then write it Towards the end of a show, oh, a piece of glass it breaks. breaks. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's the worst part, and bro. And they'll tell people, like, shut off the cameras. Yeah, even, because, with, yeah. even with these smaller pieces that I make. Like, when, when I hear a crack, it's like, fuck, I hope I can fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, every single time I hear so many glass blowers say, it's like, it's not what you can make, it's what you can fix. Mm. All the time. It's not what you can make, it's what you can fix. So to see, like Rocky said, a team of four to eight, however many people working towards one thing and the whole thing just shatter before them after all their work, bro, it's insane. Just for them to be, look at it like, fuck, there, there's just no saving it. Yeah. It's crazy. Quick question, because you are the professional. Um, Danny actually taught me about glass. Now I'm like super addicted <laughs> to like looking at it, buying it, actually spending money and kind of figuring out why um, glass costs so much because there is a reason, there's a rhyme reason, and it always goes back to this, folks. 
you get what you pay for. Get what you pay for. for to be Straight very, up. very honest. In anything. <laughs> yes, for yeah. sure. So what's the difference? Now, Danny, if I went online and I was like, I'm going to go on to, um, shit, what's the DH gate? Mm-hmm. And I'm going right, to buy right. a rig for Just a random rig gate for the quick for 20 like bucks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Should look nice, though. It right? does, yeah. <laughs> as, as compared to something that's made by one of these blowers. Correct. Uh, so it, it's a little of two things. And... Uh, it's like a brutally honest kind of thing because it's like, on one hand, you're not paying me for a pipe that you can obviously get for $35 that's mass produced or hand casted, made with whatever glass they use and whatever. You know what I'm saying? It looks the same. It might even function close to the same. It's just not made by that person. You know what I'm saying? So it's a mix of you're not paying me for just this piece, you're paying me for my years and hours of dedication and putting in time on this torch and being able to learn this process and make this and put out items like this. You know what I'm saying? You're paying me for all of that. You're not just paying me for the few hours that I put into this piece. You know what I'm saying? It's a culmination of everything. But then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, it's a little bit about the name. It's like a Nike and Reebok thing. I was about to you know say it's saying? more like, like a name brand thing. Yeah, right? because yeah. there are a lot of people that make like these dino heads now. For sure. But there are certain people like Nico Cray and people like that that just make so much money off of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? $400 for pennies. <laughs> yeah. those freaking pennies. Bro. Like, so cool. Oh, yeah. They're so And dope. that's on the light side. Three, four hundred dollars. There yes. are some pendants right now that I could show you that easily go for twelve, thirteen hundred dollars on a, on a regular day. That's crazy. There's somebody I follow called Bubbles the Butcher. Really, really good glass blower. He makes these really cool bonsai trees inside of um, rigs. And I seen when he made his first bubble cap, it was all black with a little bonsai on the top, bro. The thing, he just put it up on the chopping block as an auction piece. Sold for like $800. Yeah. A bubble cap. For sure. A so yeah, bubble it, cap. It can be about the name, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's, it's about that dedication. All but, those years he put into it. Now you have a bubbles piece. Like, it's his first bubble cap. Like, what, what, what like, blows a person? Like, how do you get that name? If, if, every, if you're, because I'm pretty sure if you put in the work... You can put out the same quality. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So is it just kind of like a, a a luck? People you know, like how do you? That's do you another blow up thing like that? that it's a little bit of both. I <laughs> yeah. think it's more like with this type of with glass blowing community. I, I feel like it's a lot more just uh, asserting yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As long as you're be, you're able to put in a little bit of time and make sure that you have consistent time put in, you should be good to go. Like there are events that are held out here all the time, almost every other week that have to do with glass that people can go to and take advantage of and it's really cool like a house of Boro out here in Vegas they're a local spot that all they do is they, they sell glass to local people and they have a lot of really good names there like Sino Trent Larson is there you know what I'm saying they have Gargamel glass he just started over there uh, Space Lacey there's a lot of really good names up there right now and they're pushing out really really good glass um, and every last Saturday of the month they hold something and they let people come through and you can see people blow glass live and mm. it's a, just a really in-depth community. Like people are cool talking about it. So as long as you're willing to put in that time and just go get the answers you want, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really cool. Is there like like different different levels of glass, like cheap glass, expensive oh, glass? Oh, yeah. Like, and that's that's another, that's a really big thing. Like what's with, a, with a lot of the DH gate stuff, you're yeah. going to get a lot of what's called, what you hear, the really huge term, you know what I'm saying, China glass. Yeah. That's a really, really big term, China yeah, glass. explain that a little so bit. So now it's, it's not the fact that the glass is physically coming from China. 
because a lot of our glass that we consider Pyrex, things like that, and mm-hmm. a lot of shit that we order is glass from China. Like they, they make good glass. It's not right. that they make bad glass. It's that they produce a lot of their mass production, like things that you find on DH Gate with what's called soft glass. And soft glass is just, it's a lot more, uh, how do I say it? Like it's uh, a lot more susceptible to things like cracking and pressure under heat. So if, like with this one, I can wave it a few times with something like my torch if I need to knock my banger loose. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to crack on me. But if I have a DH gate piece, very, very possible. Just because it's a different glass. And since it's mass produced, those joints are not sealed the same. It's not the same type of love put into a piece. You know what I'm saying? So that's where a big difference comes in. Like, yeah, when, when, they, can, when they call it China glass, it's either mass produced or it's made out of what's called soft glass. And it's, what, what I use is called borosilicate. Mm. And borosilicate glass is the same thing as uh, just any regular, um, any regular piece that you would normally buy from any type of glass blower. They usually use boro. I don't know a lot of glass blowers that use soft glass, especially for things like bongs and stuff. Um, but with boro, it's just what they mix into it. It has boron and silicate. So when they mix boron and silicate into the glass, it's uh, like a high-tempered glass. So it can take more, just like the quartz. Quartz is a whole nother, you know what I'm saying, a whole nother type of glass that takes a way different heat temperature and range. It's just a really big, it's like science. It's really cool. Like, I dig it for everything that it's about, the art, the numbers. It's really cool. Very interesting. What you won't find a lot in the um, black black market, I still consider, in all honesty, that DH gate is like a black market. (laughs) Straight up. You can literally get what's, it's not a Carta or not, not a Puffco or anything like that, but it's like a Puffco. Yeah. Very close to it for like 40 bucks. Sure. <laughs> they, they keep the mass producer yeah, it's crazy. industry and the business. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, um, you notice too, like with their glass, you know, when you, when you see a really nice piece of glass and you put that under black light, it will be a different color or change oh, yeah. its color. Yeah. Tell me That's about that process and why you yeah, could yeah. never get something like that on one of those websites yeah uh, and that's another thing that goes back to that type of glass you're using a lot of people that even like mass produce glass or some companies that like they mass produce it's not really china glass but like pulsar they make really good glass but their glass is mass produced like you can tell in the production you can see it you know what i'm saying like it's not something that they're making just a couple of they're making thousands of these things right and it shows you know what i'm saying so with them they don't have i don't want to say they don't have the resources but they're not I wouldn't put in the resources to be able to make that whole thing fully worked with all this black light and this and that because you're not going to get the money you're looking for if you're pushing thousands of them. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. So with the glass that a lot of what you call headier, <laughs> headier blowers use, um, it would be stuff that's like CFL, which uh, means under a different like fluorescent light, it'll be a different color mm-hmm. as a UV light or an LED light, right. things like that. Um, and then they have like black light shifts, some of my favorites. And then just like the work they put into making the styles of the glass is really cool. Right. Cool, cool. And then, of course, I noticed too on a lot of glass pieces, like you'll see actual pieces of glass. Um, they'll have like a character piece on it or it'll have like a peace sign. I guess when I went to the glass show, they were calling those millies. 
um, explain oh, that yeah. to me because for me, that's what really honestly adds also to the value. That's a really exciting part of glass right there because that's where you can get a lot of what's called force collabs going on. Yes. Um, and that's basically where you get like uh, just milli chips is what they're called. Uh, you get a cane of milli, milli fiori is what it's called. They make a, a huge tube of clear glass. And then they stack strings of glass. Is that is the Millie, not the control, but is the Millie, what is it, Millie Fury? Is that like a name brand or like a... Uh, Millie like, Fiori is just the, like the, the, the um, I want to say French, I could be wrong, might be Italian, could be completely wrong. Uh, but that's the name for the style of building. Um, they used mm-hmm. to make like, um, you ever seen, look through a kaleidoscope? Yeah. And you see how it's like the different thing on all four corners yeah. kind of thing. So they make these pictures like out of clay and stuff and they wrap them up. And when they cut them, it's the same picture through the whole thing. Over and over and yeah, over. Yeah. I used to do that with clay. So yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's a millifiori. That's, yeah. that's what it's called. Um, so that's what they make in glass. They get these huge clear tubes and they put these strings of different colors through them. And as it stacks up inside that clear tube, it makes a picture. Then after they have that whole picture built up in that huge tube, they heat up that whole thing and then they stretch it and they pull it into a cane, like down into a, whatever size they want. And then as they chop it, that's where you get the milli cane from. So depending on the blower that made it, like it can be a really, really expensive or really, really detailed uh, milli. So those are some of my favorite things. I, uh, there's a blower, Mike Mason. He makes a lot of really cool like dragon eyes and different things like that. He has his own channel and stuff like that. Shout out to Mike Mason for sure. Um, but his channel is all about like the glass industry. It's really, really cool. And all he does is put out videos for the masses to help people that want to learn and stuff. Nice. Like, before I started glass blowing, I binged his videos for like two months <clears throat> just to be able to learn different things. And you know what I'm saying? Find out what I could about glass before I got my hands on it. Right. I remember coming over a couple of times and I saw you was watching yeah, that glass. But those videos. millies are really cool. Those, those are basically pictures that are drawn throughout. And depending on which blower you get them from, you can put them into your pieces and it automatically boosts the value of it because it is from that person. You know what right. I'm saying? And that you will not find. On any like bootleg sites or at all, like that. not not millies, not cool. unless they're like really really rudimentary, like right. triangles and stars and right. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or actual paint on glass. You guys gotta be careful for that too. So a lot of people do that. They they confuse that because there's a lot of people that they do what's called a disc flip. So they draw on one side of the glass with those strings that I was telling you about. They pull those regular rods into strings and they draw on the glass. And then they cut the tube and they flip it over so that the picture's on the inside. Mm. And a lot of people get that confused for a lot of the glass that's painted. And then they buy these bongs that they think are really detailed and really in-depth. And then after a year or so, paint starts chipping off. Uh. And they're like, why is my glass chipping off? And it's becoming clear like it's not glass. <laughs> yes. Now, one question, too, I wanted to ask because I noticed this as well on some glass blower pieces some of the glass when they blow it almost has like a mirror quality to it where it looks like a mirror almost not you can't like totally see your reflection yeah. in it but it has almost like a uh, hazy see and these are all the fun things about glass that's another one of my favorite things about glass is called fuming yeah um so they take actual gold and silver and when you hit it with a certain temperature and you keep it at that certain temperature it starts to exasperate the actual gold and silver onto whatever's in front of it and if you have that glass in front of it depending on how much you're putting on it you can get all these different colors that's why like when you have these fumed pieces that you buy 
that after smoking in them a while, they start to change colors and get all these different like oranges and yellows and purples. That's because of the gold and the silver that they use. It's really cool. That's awesome. And then last but not least that I noticed too on glass, because I want people to know and understand what you're buying and why you're spending that extra money. Yeah. There's a lot of love behind that. Think about all the processes we just talked about. None of those are easy processes. All of those are going to take time. A lot of those I haven't even touched on yet. So yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Not only like time, but... That shit is low-key dangerous, too, because you're dealing with, like, fucking high flow. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not just... Yeah, like, that shit is dangerous. So, like, now... Like, I didn't know that, like, before because I've never used glass. Yeah. I bought I bought my first piece of glass less than a year ago, and it was, like, a little a dab rig. Wow, for real? Yeah, man. That's like crazy. I didn't, I didn't do yeah. no, no, no glass, no bunks, no pipes, none of that shit. I was rolling up everything. <laughs> Even before, like, before I, before I learned how to roll... Um, Damn, my mama gonna kill me when she hear this. I was, <laughs> I would take my grandmother's cigarettes and like wiggle out all the tobacco yeah. and like stuff my stuff weed in up. there. Hold on, bro. But it wasn't like the regular cigarettes. It was she smoked like um the uh, more reds, oh. so those little skinny oh, ass cigarettes, bro. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like I never used the bong. I always found like a different way. So I feel it. um, it wasn't until like I started working at dispensaries. And I got into the glass, oh, or yeah. I start seeing the prices. I'm like, whoa, three hundred dollars for this? What is going on? Yeah. But like you said, it's a lot of love in that shit. Straight man. up, yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. I just remember sitting around with my boy uh, Christian, just all the time looking at different glass. We always talk, spend so much money on glass, retarded. Um, and then just after spending all that money, we was like, why don't we just do it? It was like just, just, just try to blow glass. Like fuck it, it's a big investment. It's a really big investment. I've wasted so much glass. Yeah. But it's a it's a really good learning process. I love it. It's well, really you cool. know, you taught me a lot too. Because when I looked at things, I just didn't know. I didn't understand it. You know, I, I couldn't put my I couldn't wrap my um, hands around it. But now I love it. So, like for instance, too, when we were looking at a piece of glass, you were like, "Yeah, you see all the detail." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I see all the colors and stuff like that." And he's like, "Yeah, they use wig wigwags." Wigwags, some of my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> what's a, what's a wigwag? So wigwag is just a style that they use. It's a, basically they take what's called a stripe tubing, and they get different colors and stripes. They usually complement each other, of course, and then they work down the tubing, putting all these different little like W shapes, bigger and smaller as they go down. And when they condense it into this circle or into whatever they're making, it makes what's called that wigwag. So it's that really like psychedelic melting kind of look. It's really, really cool. Um, Lexino from House of Bora that I was talking about earlier does some really, really good uh, wigwag work for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Definitely. uh you're definitely one of the sources that I utilize if I ever have to buy a piece of glass. Now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got about like three of its pendants already. I mean, I'm wearing one of his custom pieces made for me. The my, the, the, the Raider pendant. Yeah. yeah. Um, he killed this one. I'm going to have to definitely put it on our Instagram page so you guys can take a look at awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. And we're going to post a whole bunch of other oh, yeah, pieces. Too. Sure. Sure. I'm yeah. going to post as many pieces um, uh, of Boro Vitrix for sure. And definitely, guys, while you're doing this, we can all do our community a favor and follow people on Instagram. Yeah, it's not yeah, that yeah, hard. Straight it's up. Just showing Support a your love. local glass blowers. Right. You know. I mean, what's the worst that can possibly happen? And the, like low key, um, like like gifts is super easy gifts, like birthday gifts, Valentine's Day gifts, whatever, you know, anniversaries. I'm telling you, yeah, that's um, a whole I've time. seen you like 
just make many requests like possible. Like people's like, hey, can you do this? And you just a couple of days later, you made it happen. And that's what I like about right now about glass blowing. Like I don't have like a shtick, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't mm-hmm. have a thing uh, or something that I make or that I pump out all the time, you know what I'm saying? So when people come to me with different requests and just random things, I, I always look at them like, uh, let me try it first. And if I can do it, I'll let you know. Like that's always my answer. So that's like the, one of the funnest things. Like people come to me with all these crazy requests. I've done things from like roses to all the way down to like I, I made Rocky a bender head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made her uh, one that was all solid and one that's functional. Like you can take his antenna out and use it as a bull poke and then smoke out the bottom of his head. It's crazy. I'll repost that. Too. <laughs> and even even those I like those are works in progress. Like when I make her her final one, it'll be good to go. Like even the ones that she has now have these different blemishes and things that I can see that most people might not, but I for sure see them. You see the details. Oh yeah, I like, love it. No, I, I, I know the I things could, that are wrong with that. No, it turns you into a glass. <laughs> of it. You look at it, you're like, I mean, I love the pieces. So I've got quite a few myself and like I get super excited now when I like it's really weird it's almost like when you buy an expensive piece of glass you are immediately for some reason drawn in and then it becomes like an obsession <laughs> now Rocky like, going to places right here. they ain't got no wigwam in same with this piece right here. Like this piece I did in a collaboration with the dude named Pro FX, uh, Professor hey. X. He's a, he's a local glassblower out here too, and he's really good. Like he's taught me a lot of stuff in the short time we've been able to work together. How, how do like collabs work? Um, so basically like with this piece, uh, I made all the wigwag work, and then I did like the marble on the back. I did this bottom piece and okay. the stripe on the side, and it's all made with... Um, bubblegum pink pomegranate red solid red and then there's also a color called lucy in there so it looks clear right now but if you hit it with a black light it turns super bright pink um and then professor x is the one who built the body of the actual rig gotcha and this is a cfl color so this is a triple shift uh, and it goes from a solid pink to uh like a gold champagne to a purple it's really, really cool. Gotcha. Um, and then basically I made the marble. I made all the wigwag work, all the tubing for that, brought it to him. We sat there and shot the shit, and he started putting the rig together. Uh, basically, this is what came out. And when he brought it to me, I made the carb cap right here to match, and I made a pendant to match it also. Um, and he's like, how much you want to sell it for? I was like, fuck it, let's sell it for 250 mm. He's like, cool, we'll sell it for 250 Looked at the piece for like a week, used it two or three times. I was like, fuck. Keeping it. Keeping it, bro. Exactly. (laughs) Like, this is my first collab ever. It's a little ripper, bro. I was like, I'm going to keep this one. And I gave him his half of the collab. You know what I'm saying? Like, I paid him for it. Gave him 125 So he made his cut still. That way he got his money for doing his work. Because I appreciate, you know what I'm saying? That's going to be your for sure. Yeah, straight up. I always tell them, like I tell them all the time, or other people, like when, in five, ten years when I'm super heady, I'm gonna pull this one back out and be like, first collab, what's good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still be hitting that exactly, one. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Worst, worst burn you got? Oh, <clears throat> worst burn. Jeez. Um, I was working on a pendant. Pendants, for some reason, I, like. Not pendants are the worst to work on. I think because I worked on pendants so much starting, I didn't know a lot about the glass and about how to seal it up right and make sure that everything was attached correctly and things like that. 
So there's a thing called a punty where you take like just a stick of glass and you put it onto whatever you're working on so that that way you can work on it. Like it's just like putting it on a different axis, you could say. Um, but sometimes if you don't put it on hot enough or seal it correctly, what will happen is the piece that you're working on will end up cooling down or the rod will cool down and it'll pop off. Okay. And if that happens... <laughs> And it's over you. I mean, it can fall wherever you're sitting, obviously, or wherever you're standing for that case. And I sit when I blow glass. I sit where my station is at. I don't have to stand. Um, so I've, I've had a piece. I remember I was working on the piece and I was sealing up the punty because I didn't want it to fall off. And as I was sealing it up, I heard Jasmine come in behind me. <laughs> and when Jasmine walked in, I kind of like turned around to look at her and when I turned around to look at her I moved my hand and when I moved my hand it went into the flame and I didn't realize Mm. it till obviously it was too fucking late (laughs) and I like threw the glass Mm. thinking it was the glass that got too hot and when I threw the glass and looked it was like all this it was everything was just completely just torched It it was done it was done man yeah so I obviously I couldn't do anything for like two three days. I had like these huge blisters and stuff. It was pretty bad. Yeah, that was probably the worst I had. Um, it, I had some that were really good bad close calls, like that have fallen on like my shorts and shit, mm. and I like jump up and freak out and it's crazy. Those are called love wounds. Yeah, <laughs> learning are, the glass. Those are labor of love wounds. Learning the glass is crazy. I, I've touched completely hot rod, like, like with my mouth. I burn my lips not paying attention. Like oh man, how the fuck you burn your lips? So like working on what's called like a blow tube to be able to like make like let's say a a a, a carb cap or mm-hmm. a hollow pendant or anything that needs air inside of it. Uh, you need to put it on the end of what's called a blow tube so that that way you can blow air oh, into blow, it and got you can you. work, you know what I'm saying, work air into it, make it a bubble yeah. and then shape it out. Uh, so I was working on a blow tube and I was just what's called cleaning off one side. So I was basically taking off like the jagged edge and making sure it was smooth. So when I went to blow on it, it wouldn't cut my lip. Like a dumbass, I put it down and I started to work on a different piece and I went back to it too soon. And I started working on the top of it thinking, okay, I'm going to be able to add this glass to it. And when I have to blow into it, it's not going to be that hot. And it was that hot. (laughs) So as soon as I touched my lip to it, I like burned my whole lip and I had like blister on the top of my bottom lip. It was crazy. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely painful, but it's worth it. I've wasted a lot of glass, but I've come up with a lot of glass that I love you know what I'm saying like even pieces that I haven't even shown people and I'm just like I really really like them and most people might look at them and be like what the fuck it's just like something you'd see anywhere but for me it's like damn yeah I did that yeah, <laughs> yeah you're a good artist too like I like a lot of your paintings and your Thank you, drawings yeah. and stuff they're really dope um, send us what you got too so we can get you posted oh hell yeah, yeah definitely man. Hell that's yeah. a lot of love right there for sure I will so like we do, you know, with everybody, um, we like to, to ask our guests, like, what, what you smoking on? Like, what Oof. you been smoking on lately? Swag. <laughs> That's our Jeez. segment. Yeah. What you smoking on? I was about to what say, you yeah. So what are we smoking on? We just picked up, what's the flower? Are we rolling? We got that uh, going? What was it? The Gino. garlic cookies, GMO? GMO? So we got some GMO as far as flower goes. 
Um, and then I'm more of like a wax head. I like dabbing. That's like my thing. Okay, so what you've you been dabbing on? What you dabbing on? Wax wise, a lot of different batters, live reses, all types of <laughs> main strains would be like um, a lot of OGs. I like fire OG. I got this butterscotch that's really nice right now. Um, I just picked up some wedding cake diamonds that are pretty good. Um, and then, geez, just strain on top of strain. I don't know. We could go forever. There's Sour Jack. <laughs> yeah. There's Cali Girl. All types of different strains, man. I like to make sure I have flavors and options. You got to make sure you have terps for different events. <laughs> yes. yes. So you more, sure. more of a wax guy? Or oh, yeah. I mean, not really wax over flower kind of thing. Like, if I had the same availability to flower that I do my wax I would probably do like a half and half you know what I'm saying Rocky you smell flower more or wax oh flower you do right flower there. for sure yeah, yeah. for sure I'm the old school yeah I'm very much like um, the wax is great I love it it gives a nice like rush but that ends for me really quickly. Exactly. Same, Same for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just scientifically that's, just, that's it's proven like with wax it only stays in your bloodstream for a maximum of 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, with things like flour, it can be up to an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? And then it's obviously with edibles, you know, it's with, depending on the person. Yeah. Um, it's a totally yeah, different beast. Yeah. That's, that's just scientifically proven right there. That wax just doesn't last long. It doesn't matter how good it tastes, how terpy it is, who made it, how fire it was, like... It's, it's going to smack you, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. smack you, but it'll always still be for that 45-minute yeah, yeah, yeah. range. It's like. not going to be for long. <laughs> Jamal, what are you smoking on, um, Man, lately, the last thing I bought was, I, I got some of that shit from the Grow Circle. Two the of my favorites. Cakes? You already, two of my favorite strains had a baby. Um, birthday cake and Face on Fire number nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, that shit's so nice. Yeah, I've yeah. been kind of low-key... Um, Rationing it out because I don't want to smoke. Yeah, like, like, uh, right now, right you know now. what? Yeah, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I'm gonna right wait till yeah, I'm gonna wait till the kids go to their mama house and smoke. <laughs> so, so you know, but yeah, um, yeah, that's what I've been smoking that. on lately. Yeah, that's that. I like that. Um, See, and I think that's why I'm not more more so in tune with the whole like smoking flower because I do have four little kids. Just, not, I, to me, they're a little obviously to all of us. Are yeah. kids a little. But yeah, I got four of them running around and one of them with me 24-7 no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. So yeah, like, uh, it's a little bit harder. Yeah, <laughs> good flow of flour. That's for sure. Like, yeah. For me, like, right now, I have some Cabernet cookies. Oof, I yes. got the grape babe. I got some cake batter. Um, Jeez. Uh, wedding cookies. Uh, orange cookies. See, yeah, uh, you got flour like I got wax. Yeah, I like, I like to have a variety. Um, but I add, I add, uh, crumble yeah, or I try to use something solid when I make my uh, infusies, I try to make like, uh, maybe like some, uh, crumble or, you know, with keef obviously. And then the flower. Yeah. I like to do that. shatter with my flower. Shatter is always good. Yeah. I like those when I make cigars or if I roll up go. a blunt. Yeah. Because I roll a lot of blunts. Dope. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Right on. What you smoking on Rocky? Uh, right oh, now, you said you did. today yeah. I, did, I did do the orange cookies, orange I did cookies that right one, on. and then I did pick up some butterscotch, um, what is this, crumble? That's crumble, yeah. Crumble, yeah. and then, um, yeah, dude, I, got, I have so much uh, uh, honeycomb coming, too, <laughs> I got like three grams of just because I like to infuse pre-rolls on the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real. Sure. That's what's up. 
Well, my man, Danny, bro, we appreciate you, man. Um, shout out all your, your contacts so the people know how to get out to you. Oh, man. Uh, my main thing is Instagram. Okay. Uh, that's like that's where I'm at all the time. Uh, that would be at boro.vitrix. Like Rocky said, B-O-R-O dot V-I-T-R-I-C-S. Um, that's where I'm posting all my glass and different things like that on. If you ever see me doing giveaways and stuff, make sure you hop on them. Uh, I usually do those about weekly with everything um, that's going on. I should be able to keep that going on uh, every week. Just hop on the page every couple weeks, see what it's about. Follow a lot of different glass blowers, see what's out there. There's so many different people. Um, I do definitely want to shout out anybody that's trying to blow glass. Huge investment, but definitely worth it if it's something you actually want to do. Uh, just make sure that you're invested in it. Like I said, just be able to put in that time and spend a little time talking to people and being humble. You'll be able to learn a lot. If I if I knew somebody that wanted to get into glass, can I point them in your direction? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, I couldn't sit there and teach somebody how to blow glass. Y'all can learn I, together. I, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it'll be a curve for sure. But yeah. I, I can definitely point point them in the right direction or at least get them started the same way I did. Like, there there's just so many different resources that are out there for people that we just don't know that are around yet because it's not that big of a game you know what i'm saying like it's not seen as that big of a thing to people that are not in our type of industry um like for us mm-hmm. champs is a big thing yeah, you know what I'm like, yeah. champs in las vegas like those yeah. are events those, those are, are things right. that happen people that come from all over the country exactly definitely right. check that out on instagram now listen folks for sure we are not by any means uh wikipedia or anything like right. that so <laughs> if we did say something that was incorrect Please feel free to send any corrections that you feel necessary to um, highbudtenders at gmail.com. That's our uh, email. And then uh, we're going to be on Instagram at highbudtenders. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Even holler at us on Twitter on highbudtenders as well. Like, even if you want to hop on a podcast, be like, hey, you know, I want to holler at him about this or whatever. Let us know. We'll run another episode about it and, you know, have, you know, have everybody on. So, definitely I've always yeah. had questions about it I still do you know what I'm saying being in for just a year or so but yeah definitely that'd be the best well thank you Danny for joining us and uh, like we always say at the end of this podcast stay, stay high, high but